Welcome to the Winning Family Podcast with Rodney and Michelle Gage, a podcast designed to help you win at home and in life. Hey, welcome to the Winning Family Podcast with Rodney and Michelle Gage. This is a podcast designed to help you win at home and in life. I'm your podcast host, Dr. Linda Travelute. So excited for this episode. And let me give you a little hint here before we get rolling, because you're going to want to know about the free stuff, the valuable stuff, the fun stuff that we've got in store for you, but you're going to have to wait till the end of the episode. I will tell you, though, that you get a copy of The Double Win, that is Rodney Gage's book, if you will sign up for their mentoring program. Now, we're not trying to bribe you. Listen, this is a mentoring program you're going to want to be a part of, and you can get involved in it for 30 days, test drive it, and you get the book for free. That's a great thing, right? So we are going to dive into this topic, but before we do, let's welcome Rodney and Michelle Gage, the incredible marriage mentors, family mentors, just incredible people. If you don't know them personally, I have the opportunity to know them, and they are good people. They are wise people, and I know they can pour into your lives. How are you guys? Great. Great. Thank you, Linda. We are honored to have you as a part of the podcast as well, bringing your wisdom. We happen to be your biggest fan. That's right. Oh, my. We love love. Dr. Linda. Thank you. I'm excited because this is a uh, great topic, how to build an unbreakable bond in your marriage. And as I think about marriages that I'm aware of, right, not just, Mm -hmm. just across the globe, you know, maybe people going into marriage may not even think of the idea of their bond being unbreakable. Yeah. But that is a thing, right? right. An unbreakable bond. Right. Yeah. So you're going to break right. that down for us today. Yes. Yeah. I, I, I was thinking um, here recently, Michelle and I, and those of you that are watching or listening, and maybe you've been there too, but there's a world famous uh, bridge there in Paris where it's referred to as the Lovelock Bridge. And it's really an amazing sight um, because literally thousands of locks have been put on, you know, the, the fence, if you will, of this bridge, kind of symbolizing, you know, a couple of marking that moment, you know, of that, of that bond between them. A lot of, you know, uh, proposals are made, you know, as far as, you know, that's kind of that romantic little spot, you know, with the backdrop of the Eiffel Tower and, you know, and so it's kind of this cool thing. And yet what they do is they lock, they put the, the latch, you know, the lock onto the fence and then they take the key and they throw it in the river. And, you know, and I know from the intention of their heart, that's what they're trying to do. They're trying to make that moment, this unbreakable bond, you know, to, you know, to kind of last that, you know, the, the duration of the, obviously their relationship, their marriage. And I think every couple starts out that way. Yeah. You know, every couple desires to build that unbreakable bond. And, you know, that's the intent of their heart. And yet at the same time, it sounds simple, right? You know, but it can get tricky. It gets yeah. complicated. Mm-hmm. And I think even though many couples may have good intentions from the beginning, it's the challenge of, you know, how do we sustain that and how can we go the distance in our marriage relationship and enjoy being married (laughs) and not just like we're going to grit our way through it to the very end. You know, (laughs) it's, it is a covenant relationship. It's a serious commitment when you get married to someone. Um, but 
you can enjoy being married. You know, there's ups and downs. There's seasons, as we talked about in our last podcast, of parenting. There's seasons in marriage as well. Mm -hmm. But but we can we can love being love locked and have that unbreakable bond Mm -hmm. in our marriage. Yeah. But you got to work for it. Yes, it takes work. That's right. Right. Nothing great in life comes without some work. So true. (laughs) So true. I keep the honey in the honeymoon. That's right. Well, let's break it down because yeah. we came up with an acrostic. Oh, of course, you guys the love gauges acrostics. love <laughs> acrostics. And it is the word bond, B-O-N-D. So this is going to help you remember how you can make it simple, yes. really. Just a simple reminder. These things are things that you already know. Mm-hmm. We're just reminding you. Yes. And uh, to help you keep it in the forefront of your mind. So Good. with the B is be intentional. Be intentional. We're very big on being intentional. Well, I just, yes, it yes. is so important because, and that's easier said than done because there's right. so many things that compete, yeah. you know, with our time, our attention mm-hmm. with one another, you know, especially as more and more things come into the relationship that really competes for your time and attention, whether it's your job, kids, you know, fill in the blank. I mean, there's always mm-hmm. going to be something that can, if we're not careful, can create a wedge you know, in our relationship. And I think, you know, not to make an important topic overly simple. Right. Um, because it, it is, it's hard. It's challenging. You know, there's no such thing as an easy marriage. I mean, mm-hmm. and that's the thing. I think that it, we're, you, when you think about marriage, you're taking two completely different individuals who come from different backgrounds, you know, circumstances, situations, personalities, I mean, on and on and on. So you have two very different complex individuals coming together in a marriage relationship. The real challenging part is those two individuals being one. Yeah. And that's where it takes intentionality to be one, to be unified, to walk through you know, the seasons and the journey of the marriage relationship unified together where there's a real sense of togetherness, togetherness that you have. And that's where I think, Michelle, it's just, you know, that bond of being intentional mm-hmm. is so important because in a world where we all have good intentions, I think, I think we have to just make sure that more than anything, we're going to remain one in our relationship with God and with each other. Because the moment we drift from our relationship with God is the moment we start drifting from each other. Mm-hmm. And we cannot, I don't think we can successfully be intentional without being one with God mm-hmm. and relying on him and depending upon him each and every day because naturally it's, you know, <laughs> Naturally, things are going to get tricky. It's going to get complicated. We're going to have all kinds of things that creep into our lives and our relationship. And if we're not intentional and we're not committed to being one and working through challenges, then what happens is couples begin to say, well, we're not, we're, we're just not compatible. We're not meant for, this just wasn't meant to be. We start justifying and rationalizing all the reasons why we should bail Mm -hmm. and break the commitment. Mm -hmm. But the only way we can honor that commitment and build that unbreakable bond 
is by simply being intentional with, mm-hmm. I think, with just being committed to being one, right. no matter what, and fight for that. Yeah. You know, it's so important yeah. that we fight for that oneness. Yeah, we always like to say that life is not a chance, it's a choice, and it's choices that we make every single day. We talked also in our last podcast about teach us to number our days that we may grow in a heart and a, of mm-hmm. wisdom. And uh, I love what you talk about Rodney when you um, officiate a wedding I, I love it when to, when I get to sit and hear you officiate a wedding where you talk about we're beginning to write the story that um, that's going to tell the story of our marriage and will our marriage be a, a story worth telling and the only way we can really have a marriage that is a story worth telling is giving God the pen mm. and allowing him to help us write that that story and I I love also with when we talk about our family shift book that the S in the word shift which is another acronym um, that we have it's is to start with the end in mind Mm -hmm. so when you're at that marriage um, ceremony they're starting right there and starting to look forward to what is it that we want the story of our life to be told our children our grandchildren what is it that we want them to know and remember about us? Basically, what do we want our legacy to be? Mm-hmm. So we have to decide that to live intentionally mm-hmm. to reach that goal. Right. You know, so we don't know because we don't know the number of our days. Right. God knows the number of our days. Well, what does today look like if this was our last day in our marriage relationship? What is the story going to be told? So we have to live every day, really every moment intentionally and i think that's a muscle that we have to build and it's not an easy one to keep in shape you know because we can rest and and lean back and become casual in our relationship and take each other for granted if we're not living intentionally and building that bond Um, so the o in the word bond stands for offer forgiveness it keeps getting harder Mm -hmm. there was a pause there right it keeps getting harder be intentional but then we have to offer forgiveness Uh, the bible talks about that we're supposed to make allowance for each other's Mm -hmm. faults and the bible also talks about that the enemy likes to get a foothold uh, in our relationships that is where we're not offering that forgiveness, but we hold a grudge and resentment. Mm-hmm. The enemy can get a foothold, so he gets his foot in the door, and when you know, when, when an intruder gets a foot in the door, it's hard to keep him out. Mm-hmm. So um, that's what happens when anger, resentment comes into our relationships. So that's why it sounds simple to offer forgiveness, but it's not always simple. Especially if you're allowing things to build up. Yeah, I I just I this this is not in this bond that we're talking about building an unbreakable bond. The forgiveness issue is not one that we can just glaze over, Mm -hmm. you know, and just throw it out there as, oh, this is something we need to do because we all know that it is a heck of a lot easier said than done. When we have had so much hurt, yeah. when somebody has betrayed us, violated a trust, mm-hmm. maybe you've had a spouse um, who's been unfaithful, mm-hmm. you, maybe you have walked through some unbelievable situations that no human being should ever 
ever have to have to have mm -hmm. to go through or endure but you've done it you've gone through it and you have felt tremendous hurt and pain beyond description what it's we just can't just say oh well you know mistakes happen no chances were whatever violate whatever however you were offended hurt violated betrayed it was probably intentional or it was just done in such a way to where it was so heartless and it hurts mm -hmm. it really really hurts and I think we just have to realize that you know at the end of the day we live in a sinful fallen world there's no such thing as a perfect person perfect spouse perfect parent fill in the blank perfect coworker, boss whoever we all make mistakes but yet when we have encountered personal hurt in the mental and emotional trauma that goes with that um, the setbacks that we have to endure it is important that we realize that some of the for un that unforgiveness that we may hold in our heart if we're not careful it all of a sudden begins to allow our own lives and our own health and well-being mentally and emotionally to erode yeah. because now all of a sudden we're carrying that seed of hurt resentment unforgiveness in our heart and our spirit and whether we realize it or not, it's not only taking us down, now it's starting to bleed over into other friendships and other relationships. And it's all because of that hurt that we've encountered. Do you think that could even be outside of your marriage relationship? It could be a hurt that's outside of that relationship that is also can take down your marriage if you don't sure. deal with. Oh, absolutely. That yes. hurt, absolutely. whether it's, you know, maybe a, a parent that has hurt you a sibling uh, someone just a friendship that is consuming you yeah. that it can take down the marriage relationship which can which can take down the family yeah I mean there's all kinds of mm -hmm. situations unfortunately that brings you know trauma despair hurt into our lives and so yeah the Bible says to make allowance but what do you do? What do you do with those who were intentional with the way they hurt us? And so I think number one, I just think it's important that we realize that, you know, f for some they need to get ongoing counseling. They mm -hmm. need to seek mm -hmm. out, you know, a professional, a therapist, somebody that can really help unpack some things on a deeper level mm -hmm. to really get down to the core of what it is that, that maybe is serving as the root issue of the pain or trauma or hurt that they're still carrying in their life. But at the same time, you know, when it comes to the day-to-day -day marriage relationships and the things that we might say that's offensive to one another or the things that we didn't say mm -hmm. that brings hurt or things we didn't do that maybe caused one to feel insecure. Uh, at the end of the day, without question, I, I believe that the number one tool that the enemy uses to destroy marriage relationships is anger. Yes. Because he knows that if he can, if he can create that wedge, if he can create, get that foot in the door, so to speak, to create, create that foothold with anger, now all of a sudden we can have a closed spirit towards one another. Um, and when, when anger gets into the situation, that only makes us more defensive. Now all of a sudden we got a wall, you know, that, that goes up or no, the intimacy is lost. I mean, the list goes on and on because, again, anger is at 
is, 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 is encroaching at the door. And we have to be willing to take our, our hurts not only to God, but we also have to make peace with those who have hurt us. And as hard as that is, we have to come to that place where I believe that we just really embrace forgiveness that only God can give. I think when it, uh, just bring it, circle it back to that make allowance again, I think to me that means a perspective. Mm, That's good. Because the perspective is that this world is broken. There is no perfect person in this world, including myself, even though sometimes we think that (laughs) we are and everyone else is wrong. It's, and that's why the world is broken, so we need Jesus. That's why God sent Jesus into the world to forgive us of our brokenness and to heal us. And, and we will be held accountable for our actions and our attitudes. And, and so this all brings it back to perspective that um, when someone has hurt us, and like you said, it could be unbelievably devastating the hurt we still have to remember the perspective that this is a broken person Mm -hmm. (laughs) that has hurt me and they need forgiveness from God and and we can't force anything we can't make people choose things but we have our own choice that's the thing that we get to do is we get to choose how we're going to perceive it how we're going to handle the situation and if we can't see it with an eternal perspective with a grace-filled perspective we are defeating ourselves and that's where the choice comes in and I know that some things are unbelievably painful Mm -hmm. and that you do have to walk through and it may take time it may take years to walk through but we still get the choice that we're going to heal and we're going to walk through and we can offer forgiveness that is the thing that's in our hand Mm -hmm. that we control and we can offer that forgiveness in our life you know so many times i think people are unable to forgive because they're stuck on this idea that they have to be paid back for what was done to them yes like you owe me yeah, you it's know, so they, easy to like get in. If a that. spouse cheats on another spouse, they owe you, right? They did something, but but in right. reality, to offer that forgiveness, if we really think about it, like in an example where a spouse would cheat on another spouse, there is no way that spouse can repay the other yes. for what was done. That's we right. Can't, we can't. recoup that time as much as we would like to think we can redeem the time those days of cheating there's no way that that can be repaid the hurt cannot be be smoothed over you know that that just cannot be so the only choice we have Mm -hmm. is to wipe the slate clean yeah Yeah. just like jesus did for us right yeah there's there's no other choice yeah just cancel the debt right cancel the debt and that's the way to forgive but that is so stinking hard. Yeah. Yes. So hard. Yeah. Yes. It, it's, it's the most ca- difficult thing in life. It's it's the analogy that, you know, has been used many, many times to just talk about how important the poison poison of unforgiveness is. So it's like drinking a bottle or a glass of poison hoping the other person dies. Mm-hmm. You know, and I heard it also said that bitterness is kind of like holding a match and it only burns the one that's holding it. Mm-hmm. So the, the reason why we need to forgive as hard as it is and as traumatic as it may have been through whatever the offense was 
is because at the end of the day, it's about our own peace. It's our own health and well-being. Because if we if we hang on to that, then all of a sudden, what's happening is is that we, by choice, we're choosing to live depressed, mm-hmm. angry, mm-hmm. unhappy, yeah. unfulfilled anxious yeah all of the negative repercussions that go with it because we're hanging on to it instead of releasing and just because you release it and you choose to forgive the person or the offender or whatever the situation just because you choose to uh, release that and forgive someone doesn't make it right by any means it's not like we're letting them off the hook we're forgiving them mm-hmm. because we need forgiveness. Mm-hmm. We're forgiving them because we're choosing to live a life of peace mm-hmm. rather than living a life of misery because we're living in bondage mm-hmm. to something that the enemy is using to take us down. Right. And I think so, it goes without saying, but we'll go ahead and say it, that if you're in a situation where you are being caused harm, if, if you're being hurt physically, if you're being devastated emotionally, you have to give yourself some space and some boundaries and you can uh, get professional help. We're not saying stay in a a relationship or a a situation Mm -hmm. that is devastating you, killing you. Yes. We're not saying that. Uh, But we are saying that there is a place where forgiveness brings you healing no matter what situation that you're in. And so that's where it doesn't affect the other relationships like you were talking about. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The others, the friends, the, the extended family, the people mm-hmm. we work with. Because mm-hmm. if we don't forgive that stress, the trauma, the, mm-hmm. the dysfunction that it mm-hmm. creates in our bodies and minds, mm-hmm. that's what would interfere with the other relationships, yeah. right? Yes, yes. So it's a win-win to yes. forgive. Yes. Yeah. Wow. Yes, yeah. it big. sure is. And I know... I felt we needed to go a little deeper there so we just didn't stay on the surface level of, you know, not cleaning up the popcorn that was spilt in between the, the cushions of the sofa or whatever, oh, which I've never done. <laughs> right. But, yeah. <laughs> but we're talking about in marriage, there's going to be the little things that can creep into a marriage that over time can become big things. But obviously there are the big things that we never thought would ever happen, Mm -hmm. but when they happen, how do we respond? Mm -hmm. So forgiveness is just one of those things where we have to just be willing to forgive. We won't ever forget, but come to that place of forgiving one another because Christ first forgave Mm -hmm. us. Mm -hmm. And at some point, we're going to fall short. At some point, we're going to drop the ball. We're going to hurt somebody. We're going to say something Mm -hmm. or offend someone. And we're going to want to be on that side of receiving somebody's forgiveness and showing grace and extending mercy to us. So at some point we have to come to that place of saying, you know what, I'm not, especially when, especially when it comes to the petty little things, you know, I think a lot of that, quite frankly, is just for some, I'm just going to say it bluntly for some, we just need to grow up, you know, we just need to grow up, you know, and not get so caught up and so derailed over some petty yeah, little yeah. thing you know he didn't why well, just i hate the way he throws his socks on the floor or mm-hmm. she doesn't do this or well we can i mean till the cows come home you know mm-hmm. talk about all the should have mm-hmm. and could have or he or she or this or that but we can't that's where we 
I think it was said that the number one issue that causes most divorce in America is at the end of the day, it can be summarized in one word is self-centeredness. Yep. And so that's where we just have to just, again, it's the unity that I was talking about at the very beginning. The devil wants to do everything he can to divide mm-hmm. rather than keeping a couple unified. Mm-hmm. So we have to work hard at being intentional. Yes. And a part of being intentional is not allowing you know, the sun to go down on our, on our wrath. So if there's a spirit of unforgiveness or if our spouse did something or said something, Hey, we just, we need to speak the truth in love, make amends, let it go and move on. I love, you know? uh, we just had a marriage conference and I love what Susan Thomas said that God's given you 24 hours to work this out, yeah. let, not letting yeah. the sun go down. You got 24 hours. Right. Let's, let's right. think That's it right. through. Clock let's sticking. process yeah. it. And, yeah. um, so this is great setup because this is kind of heavy, the offer forgiveness, but, uh, so it's be intentional is the B. Offer forgiveness is the O, and the N is nurture joy. Yeah. Yeah. Nurture joy, because joy doesn't just naturally happen with most of us. Mm-hmm. You know, we most of us wake up uh, maybe a little tired, a little sluggish, uh, maybe start to think of all the things that hap- need to happen in our day. Uh, maybe we start to see the things that disappoint us in our spouse as soon as we get out of bed, <laughs> the socks on the floor, or whatever yeah, yeah. it might be, the simple things you're talking about. But we have to nurture joy. It's, we have to be intentional in nurturing joy, just like you would nurture any relationship or a plant or a we have a tree in our yard that we're trying to bring back to health and life, uh, a tree that someone gave us that has some dead branches on it, but you're out there watering it and irrigating around it and right. nurturing it. Right. We have to nurture mm-hmm. joy in our home, in our, in our relationships, Absolutely. Yeah. in our marriage. I, I think, um, too, there's, a, there's a, maybe a lack of understanding between joy and happiness. Yeah. I think in our in our in our mainstream secular culture, if you will, I think most people the goal is to be happy. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, oh, I just want to be happy. Well, a lot of die. Everybody wants to be happy, mm-hmm. but happiness is b- based on circumstances. Yeah. So as long as she is this, then I'll be happy. As long as you know he is does this, then 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 we'll be happy. Everything's going to work out. But the problem is, is that happiness is fleeting it, it comes it goes it's up it's down it's all based around circumstances however joy is something different in the fact that it's an inside job so all hell could be breaking loose on right. the outside right. and is it easy to be joyful and all hell is broken lo- breaking loose no but at the same time again we can choose we can choose to have the perspective of that i don't like what's going on i don't like the fact that he or she or whatever but mm-hmm. I'm not going to allow them or I'm, am I going to allow the situation or circumstances that's being played out right now mm-hmm. in front of me to rob right. me right. from the joy mm-hmm. that I know that Christ has given to mm-hmm. me. Mm-hmm. So joy is really an inside job and it's based on our relationship with God. Mm-hmm. And what, why Jesus said, you know, I'm the vine. Jesus said, I'm the vine. He was talking to his disciples. He said, now you are the branches. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And as long as you stay connected to me, as long as we are walking together in that relationship, then you're going to bear forth fruit. There's going to be joy 
in what you experience as long as we are connected. Mm-hmm. But as long, but the moment we are severed from the vine, as long as we disconnect from the source of joy, which is Christ, then all of a sudden we're kind of taking life, it, we're taking matters in our own hands and we're allowing all the other circumstances of life to dictate whether we're happy or not. And so that's why we have to nurture it. We have to choose it. We have to make sure that our relationship with God is rock solid. I want to read two verses of scripture. Number one is Proverbs 17, verse 22. I love this. It says, a cheerful heart is good medicine, but a crushed spirit dries up the bones. Mm. So how many times do we feel like, you know, I just, I don't, maybe it's, it's, you're, you're discouraged, you're defeated. You just feel like, you know, your marriage is dried up. Your friendships have dried up. Things aren't going well at work. You don't find a lot of joy or fulfillment and, you know, certain things going on. Well, what's happened? What, what happens is, is that we've lost a cheerful heart. We have to get it back. And that goes back to just resetting, I think, our relationship with the Lord. Because what does Nehemiah say? Nehemiah 8.10 says, for the joy of the Lord is your strength. Yes. So we're going to need as much strength as we can possibly get in the marriage relationship and the secret to finding strength and courage to move and forge ahead and everything and through everything is by finding joy as much as we can in everything and through everything because that's that's really where our source is going to come from is through our relationship with God. Mm-hmm. That seek so. first the kingdom of God and all these other things are going to be added to you. And it's really true. I think um, when we seek him first in the morning too, and just for me, worship is so important. Even if I'm just singing a song in my head, mm-hmm. yes. you know, yes. if it's quiet in the home and the kids are asleep and it just in my, even in my head, or I get my head, my ear pods in and, and just set the tone for yes. my day, yes. you know, because again, it's a choice. It we, we get to make that choice. And I think finding things to laugh at, you know, yeah. laughing at each other, mm-hmm. making fun in a kind way, right, you know, right, right. Uh, we have a dog that brings a lot of laughter <laughs> into our home. She's just funny to us, whatever it takes, yes. you know, to bring some joy and laughter into your home. If you got kids in the home, what, mm-hmm. what is it that, you know, yes. funny movies or jokes yeah. that you have among the family and just, yeah. just laugh, finding anything mm-hmm. to That's laugh good about medicine. is so good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> just don't so. take life. Don't take yourself so serious. Mm-hmm. Just learn yeah, to have yeah. fun, mm-hmm. enjoy, relax, take a chill pill. I think different you know? personalities struggle more than others. Others with this True. because some of us are just so you intense. know focused and intense right. and the a right. type a personality and i'm wired that way i mean oh i'm so glad intense. you said that oh. <laughs> just went public here just let's do a little, little marriage counseling here little psa public service announcement here i am pretty intense uh, so we have to find things to love so, okay so, at the two, <laughs> so what out of the two of you who who is more lighthearted? No, Michelle, hands down. Yeah. Oh, I hope so. I don't know. I mean, I feel like She's I can intense, get intense, but, it's but she finds a way to find laughter. I think quicker than I do. Yeah. Yeah. 
<laughs> well, you're the emoji king, I know, when there's a text thread. <laughs> and I laugh at Rodney's emoji. Uh, yeah, the gifts. Oh, the gifts. The gifts. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Love that's what it is. That's how I communicate. Oh, it makes yeah. us laugh as a family it, in our group texts. Yeah, and with different friends. Yes, he's yes. so good at those. Well, I'll tell you, my husband will run into the room sometimes and he goes, Look at what Rodney just sent. <laughs> Look at this gift, and we just chuckle. So thank you. You're you're providing some joy for us. It is a good medicine. Thank God. That's all important it is technology. A good Anything to bring some laughter. Right? Yes, yeah. we live in an intense world. We do. We got to find something that brings us joy. Even just getting out and whatever it is, the hobbies that you have can bring mm-hmm. joy mm-hmm. if you find something in yes. common with each other. Yes. You know. Yes. Yeah, I heard someone say you need to divert daily. Mm-hmm. So just find a way to get to, to get together as a couple. Mm-hmm. Taking a walk, mm-hmm. you know, just connecting at yeah. some point. Just yeah. come to divert daily, mm-hmm. and then withdraw weekly. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's that date night. Yeah. That's you know, just get out, mm-hmm. do something, you know. And the last one is abandon annually. Mm-hmm. So it's you know, it's just getting getting away, taking a trip, just focusing on each other and it's so important those things can refresh the soul those things can help bring joy bring laughter bring fun memories Mm -hmm. you know into Mm -hmm. the relationship and so again you have to you have to work at it you have to nurture it and and it's important that you again be intentional with doing that otherwise life just passes by and gets busy and crazy and there's too many withdrawals that are being taken out of our marriage and out of our home and relationships and that we got to put those deposits become bankrupt Mm -hmm. if you don't put some deposits in so so it's be intentional Mm -hmm. with our bond that we're building be intentional offer forgiveness nurture joy and the last one is the d and that's deeply love Mm -hmm. deeply love and that seems simple but it's not always Mm -hmm. simple yeah, and let me just explain kind of what we mean by that. Um, yeah. here's, my, here's my encouragement. My encouragement would be to any spouse to pray and ask God, God, increase my capacity mm, to love my spouse more. Mm. Because I think we all say, well, I love my spouse. Otherwise, I wouldn't have married him or her. But we're not necessarily talking about a conditional kind of love or a surface kind of love. It's, it's really more of a sacrificial, unconditional kind of love. It is serving our spouse when we don't feel like it. It is making allowance for the faults that we talked about earlier. It is um, caring for our spouse in a deeper way. In other words, it's like when Jesus said, that the that the greatest command is to love the Lord your God with all of your heart, soul, mind, and strength. And then it's then he goes on to take it a step further, say, and love your neighbor, mm-hmm. fill in the blank, love your spouse as you love your spouse mm-hmm. as you love yourself. So it is really coming down to a place of sacrificially loving deeper in a way that I'm putting the needs, the preferences, the desires of my spouse, even before my, before my own. And that does not come natural. It does not come normal because by nature we're sinners and self-centered and Mm -hmm. Mm self-focused, but that's what we are talking about where it's a deeper kind of love. Mm -hmm. It is a 
loving with a capacity that is far beyond my human ability, but supernaturally God working in me and my intimacy with God is going to is going to allow me to have a greater love and capacity for my spouse mm -hmm. than I could mm -hmm. ever accomplish mm -hmm. on my own. I love the, I'm just thinking of the story of the woman at the well in the Bible and uh, when she met Jesus and he was there at the well, which went down deep and he talked to her about a well that would never run dry. Mm -hmm. And he told her everything about herself that she had, he knew everything, you know, mm -hmm. he knew her well. And he told her that he would offer water that would never end and in his in relationship with her, in his love relationship with her. But he knew her. And I think that's also a part of deeply loving is to know your spouse, know their love language. Yes. What is it that means love to them? Because a lot of times it's different than what means love to us. You know, the way we express love is the way that we want to receive love most right. of the time. Right. So yeah. I know for Rodney and I, we're very, very different when it comes to that. I don't think we even have anything that matches, you know, that we both have. I don't know how it is with you and Ted, but there's a book called The Five right. Love Languages that if you've never read, it's so important mm -hmm. that we understand the way that our makeup is mm -hmm. as a person, our psyche is, mm -hmm. what is, is it by the way we've been raised, all right. the things that have mm -hmm. been placed into our life. Why do we uh, speak this love language? Mm -hmm. Mine is uh, just the physical touch. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. every morning I'm like, babe, you know, I'm ready for that hug, you know, and his is like, I'm ready for coffee. <laughs> that's like on the end, very end of his spectrum of <laughs> what is his, it's not even on his radar. So, baseball uh, but that going. doesn't mean he doesn't love me. Right, it's right. just that he expresses love yeah. in a different way. So mm -hmm. knowing that about our spouse mm -hmm. is a way to deeply love them. Yes. Well, to wrap this up, let me just, I want to share this real quick and then we'll, we'll close just because I think just on a practical level, here, here are some ways that I think couples can can grow deeper and increase that capacity we're talking about to kind of build off of what you're saying, Michelle, because I think it's important in order to know those things about different personalities and our love languages, we have to be a student of our spouse. Right. So that's just, you know, taking the focus off of ourselves, putting it on a, onto our spouse and asking ourselves the question, you know, what 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 is it about her? What is it about him? that would be important or helpful for me to know that would allow me to bring a um, contribution to our relationship that allows us to grow closer together because I better understand my spouse at a deeper level. So, you know, that could be knowing what their emotional needs are, kind of like the love language aspect or just what the what their key you know maybe it's security or maybe it is affection or words maybe of affirmation that's yours words of affirmation sure knows that i know what yours yes. is <laughs> you know list and goes i'm on working on. on it yeah might be respect <laughs> you know whatever it is yeah. um but but it's important know what their strengths are yeah. you know what what are they really exceptionally gifted and good at doing that makes them really unique mm -hmm you know, and learn to compliment each other in those ways. Yeah. Same is true with weaknesses or imperfections. You know, what, it, what where is their area of weak, weakness? For example, in our family, in our relationship, you're good at doing numbers. You're good at doing 
you know, the financials and the accounting and, you know, the, all of the, you know, paying bills and staying on top of things like that. That's not my wheelhouse. That's you're improving. That's not my, (laughs) you are growing. It's amazing. It's learning just to compliment each other instead of fighting. Well, that's the man's job. Well, okay. Well, it may be the man's job. If you suck at it, I would defer to someone who's better than you. So it's better to defer than go into debt. So anyway, um, dreams, passions, you know, what are their hopes, their dreams, their aspirations, their, their passions? What are their fears? What are their insecurities? You know, what is it that makes them, you know, fearful about the future or their unknown or maybe pursuing their dream or their goals? You that know, is so loving to know that, yes. you know, it's yes. so loving and encouraging people, them. We just don't take time to really think deeply about mm-hmm. those things. Yeah. And it's all basically what you're doing is you're coming to the place of knowing their heart. Yes. And so when you do that, now you're loving in a deeper way. Mm-hmm. Now you're having that bond that we're talking about mm-hmm. strengthened because Again, you're coming together as one. Mm-hmm. You're being unified, two completely different people coming together as one and using the best as well as the worst of both individuals to become a beautiful story that we were talking about at the very beginning mm-hmm. that God wants to tell and use to inspire others and to serve as an example mm-hmm. to a world that's desperately looking yes. for what a unbreakable bond mm-hmm. looks like in a marriage mm-hmm. right. so anyway hopefully yeah. some of those things will will be of help absolutely well you've been listening to the incredible marriage mentors rodney and michelle gage break down the idea of how to build an unbreakable bond in your marriage i know that was helpful and i know you know people that need to hear about this so would you please share this podcast episode with some friends family maybe someone you work with hey maybe it's a neighbor down the street just text them the link to this episode because you may just save a marriage, Mm. right? That's how powerful this is. And listen, you can get your hands on a free copy of the book, The Double Win that Rodney Gage wrote. And how you do that is go over to the website, thewinningfamily.com. That's thewinningfamily.com. And you can take a look at their mentoring program. It's called the Monthly Mentoring Club. They actually meet via Zoom once a month, every first Wednesday of the night, of the month, Wednesday night, mm-hmm. yes. and give give it, it gives you an opportunity to see them face to face, interact with them face to face. They will pour into your lives, your marriage, and then there's Q and A at the end of those mentoring segments. Uh, that's just gold. That is gold. So if you sign up for the 30 day trial, you'll get a copy of the Double Win. And I'm telling you, that is worth it right there to get your hands on that book. So go to thewinningfamily.com, take advantage of that, and then please rate and review the podcast so that we know we're on the right track in serving you and helping you win at home and in life. Thanks again for joining us on the Winning Family Podcast. Be sure to follow us on Instagram and Facebook at The Winning Family. Also, we would love to hear what's on your heart and mind as parents. Send us any questions you would like Rodney and Michelle to answer in the future episodes by sending your questions to the podcast at thewinningfamily.com. We look forward to hearing from you. For more helpful resources and content, be sure to go to thewinningfamily.com. Until next time, thanks again for joining us on this week's episode of the Winning Family Podcast.